Welcome to the Sensual Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, a sensual arts and intimacy facilitator, relationship coach, tantrika, and artist with a passion for the path of liberation through love. In this podcast, you will receive firsthand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artist, because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. Hey, beautiful creatures. So... I am currently integrating after our Central Arts Retreat in Bali and preparing for our next facilitator training. So things have been quite busy, though, of course, finding time for pleasure and rest amongst all of that. Um, However, I didn't get time to record a new podcast episode. Um, So what I've done is found this amazing talk that I did with Mike Mantle, who you might have seen on one of the other episodes, where we were talking about queer identities and the whole masculine feminine polarity scene. um, And just some of our thoughts around that as queer gender transcendent beings um, trying to navigate these spaces where people use a lot of um, heteronormative terms and how that impacts our ability to feel safe and seen in this space. So I hope you enjoy this episode and yeah, I'll link below to Mike's uh, ebook that he created after this talk some months later, uh, which is yeah, to do with transcending masculine and feminine. So you can feel free to check that out for more detailed juiciness related to this topic. Hello, people of Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah, we decided to have a chat today around topic related to masculine, feminine, polarity teachers, non-binariness. And yeah, I'm really excited to have Mike joining me. Um, I randomly shared a post that they made and um, yeah, it started some beautiful, interesting discussions. So then we decided to yeah, go live and chat a bit more um, around this topic, which I'm really excited about. So thanks for joining me. Do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, yeah, sure. So, yeah, I guess you just mentioned my name is Mike. I live in Seattle. And as far as this topic goes, um, okay, well, I'll just give a little brief synopsis. I guess I've been studying intimacy and connection and sexuality for a few years now. And as I was getting into the topic areas and the communities around it, I was also exploring what gender meant. And there was a while where I had this like kind of gear. I had this, it like my gears were crunching every time I was coming against teachings that used the words masculine and feminine. But it took me many years to discover out what, what was happening, which I can elaborate on more if it comes up. But in a nutshell, as I started to explore different queer and LGBTQ communities, I saw that there was like a nugget of um, perspective in those communities that to me didn't feel present in intimacy communities. And I guess it was opening up into exploring the overlap and blind blind spots of those two communities that kind of led us into each other's uh, spheres. 
Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, also I've been working in sexuality for quite a long time, um, starting as a sex worker and working as a stripper and then moving into the conscious sexuality, conscious kink realms. And um, personally, I, yeah, I was living in Berlin for many years and Berlin is a very queer um revolutionary place as most people who have visited know so I was getting my kind of initiation into conscious sexuality and sacred sexuality in a place that was also very much about queerness um rejecting the binary rejecting any cultural conditioning um that kind of keeps us in boxes and Yeah, then I was finding when I would travel and I was also living a lot in Southeast Asia, I started going to a lot of Tantra events and I was really drawn to Tantra and the sacred sexuality world, but often found they were very not friendly to queer people, um, often also very kink and um, non-monogamy shaming and things like that. But yeah, then also coming across a lot of this masculine feminine talk that just, yeah, never really sat right with me. And especially, yeah, from just having this different extreme in Berlin where everyone's just like, fuck the binary, fuck gender, like gender neutral bathrooms everywhere. And then suddenly I'm having all these people saying this stuff that just uh, felt very patriarchal to me, very much like women are like this and men are like this. And, um, you know, if there's a problem in your relationship, it's because he's not being a man enough and or you're not being feminine enough. And, um, yeah, it just felt really off. Um, And, yeah, I, I... kind of stopped going to a lot of events because of that. And I didn't feel welcome as a queer person um, in these kind of spaces. So yeah, it just created a lot of disconnection. Um, And yeah, it seems to be taking off even more now, the polarity teachings and um, being called Tantra, which I also find interesting now that I've been studying classical Tantra for many years and seeing that it has nothing to do with classical Tantra is actually the antithesis of Tantra. <laughs> like, tantra transcends gender and constructs and labels and identities and, you know, this reinforces them. So, yeah, I just found it really interesting and I really liked, yeah, the the post that you made, which yeah, we're starting to question these these teachings and saying, yeah, what what alternatives we can use. So I guess, yeah, the three main things that we sort of thought we would talk about today is, yeah, like what what is gender? Um, uh, and uh, yeah, which is a big topic, but just to cover because a lot of people don't understand from the non-binary perspective um, why there are some issues with that, um, what the shadow and the kind of damage that these teachings cause is, and um, what alternatives there are to using masculine and feminine so that we can create a more inclusive, um, expansive and liberated space for people um yeah so is there anything you want to say to that (laughs) um yeah well thanks for sharing that that was cool to hear like a little peek into your berlin world um (laughs) yeah i think the place that i want to start in what you just spoke was okay i guess i'll dive into like I think the what is gender will probably come through, but I want to dive into like what at least I was coming up against in the polarity worlds and things that I think polarity is really good at too and why it's useful, but also what I was coming up against. 
Um, I feel like that will be a gateway into the rest of the conversation. Um, but as I was ex started to explore polarity worlds a little while ago, so for one, I'll say the concept is really fucking useful. It's really valuable to have. So language, I guess the main language I've come across is masculine, feminine, yang, yin. I came across one organization who uses alpha, omega, but it all pretty much means the same thing. And I think having those language buckets is incredibly useful because it helps us orient with how we're perceiving reality. And I'll just talk about intimacy, how we're perceiving intimacy and connection. Because in any given moment, you can zoom out and recognize that there are yin or yang aspects to either party, either energetic body. And at any given time, we're creating some, uh, like even right now, you and I are in some intimate space and there's some, some energy brewing between us. Like we are creating something. And when you understand the concepts of polarity, yin and yang, whatever words, you can be a little bit more deliberate with the thing that you're creating with each other. And if I understand how yang works, I can take an incredibly strong yang perspective. You can choose or be invited into an incredibly strong yin perspective or vice versa. And that just can create um, incredibly connecting and uh, pleasurable experiences. So I guess I just want to say, like, I think the, the concepts are really interesting and valuable and help us to connect with each other and reach different states of consciousness. The place that I started to um, internally find some pushback was I noticed all of the communities I was exploring were either using the terms masculine and feminine to describe polarity energies, or if they were using different terms, it was as if like their brains were saying masculine and feminine, but they were using a different word to like appear more mm -hmm. inclusive, but that's not what was happening in their worldview as far as I could like feel. And the, uh, the reason I was finding that challenging is because if we're using masculine to describe yang energy and the word feminine to describe yin energy, to me, when I hear that, there is some undeniable implicit communication that men should be yang and women should be yin. It, to me, it, it, it is impossible to get past that because masculine means like a man and feminine means like a woman. And so as a result, in using that language, we're creating a paradigm where men are supposed to be this way and women are supposed to be this way. And that's not a bad thing inherently, but it's worth questioning. And I think the place it gets extra sticky is the masculine and feminine paradigms that we're putting men and, into, men and women into, males and females into with that language is uncannily similar to the stories that we've been given from the patriarchy of what a man is and what a woman is of like mm. a man is supposed to be an emotionless leader who doesn't feel his feelings and who only guides. And a woman is supposed to be creative and trust the man. I don't believe these things. I'm just like saying, you know, the shitty mm -hmm. conditioning we got. Anyway, so I feel like using the terms masculine and feminine to describe polarity, polarity energies is reinforcing all these patriarchal stories that I feel like ultimately we want to transcend so that we can be well-balanced beings who can express any type of energy uh, and connect in a variety of ways and just be our own unique expression. Um, so, yeah, I'll pause there and toss it back to you. If anything in there sparked mm -hmm. something you want to respond to? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, yeah, definitely found as well. Um, I, I spend a lot of my life, especially when I was working as a sex worker, like trying to be hyper feminine and I'm, 
actually like six foot tall and I've always been told that I have like a masculine energy, um, you know, getting teased and bullied a lot for that kind of thing. And um, I, I really shut down a lot of parts of myself and tried to overcompensate a lot of my life by being like super feminine and wearing really girly things and be like, look how much of a girl I am. I'm not a guy because that was like scary. Um, and then, you know, I started transcending that and just being like, well, it doesn't, you know, none of that matters. I get to be free, la la la, um, create my own reality, integrate all that, uh, let, let go of a lot of that trying to be feminine. And then suddenly I'm in the Tantra world and it feels like there's this spiritual sugar coating over the same messages and, you know, being told like, oh yeah, if I've got problems or if I'm stressed or whatever, it's just that I'm not flowy and surrendered enough and you know that I have to do xyz or if things aren't working in my relationship it's because of like you know that I'm not feminine enough or he's not masculine enough and um you know it just yeah it started making me really confused and start questioning gender and um my identity and stuff again until I started really seeing through that like it created this confusion when I was sort of believing it a little bit and you know and yeah like you're saying there's some validity and some really important teachings in the polarity that can show me like where things are coming up in relation with other people but there was yeah also a lot of this that felt like it was um kind of trying to push me towards having to be more woman-like and feminine because there's like this shaming around like, oh yeah, we don't want to have, there's too many masculine women these days and they're um, too aggressive and, you know, they're never going to be happy if they're in their masculine this much. And I also found I'm very attracted to very androgynous people because I essentially am a very androgynous soul. And a lot of the teachings are also saying that like, if someone that's androgynous hooks up with someone else that's androgynous and there's not enough polarity, then their sex is going to be boring. And there's this, like, I keep seeing this repeated a lot where it's like, oh, there has to be this intense polarity. Otherwise it'll just be like nothing. And that wasn't my experience at all. Like I found, you know, by dating other people that were very fluid, um, that we were able to just shape shift and change and follow the flow. And some days I would be what was considered more masculine. Some days I'd be more feminine, like whatever. But when I would attach gender to that, then I would start questioning myself and start doubting myself Mm. and start like suppressing things. Um, well, when I found that I've just let go of all that and, um, just, come into presence of whatever's alive and whatever energy is here, then I've been able to have like really amazing experiences that are well beyond gender constructs and, um, you know, to, to open up this whole other realm of amazing flow and to be able to move just minute to minute without creating stories and attaching a whole story and identity and meaning to whatever energy is alive in the, the present moment with someone. And yeah, and that's, you know, essentially the spiritual path is meant to be like, yeah, detaching from all these stories and conditioning and trying to free ourselves. Um, And I found that, yeah, a lot of the way that things were being taught just pulled me back into stories and conditioning and um, questioning who and what I am in a way that wasn't (laughs) helpful. (laughs) Wow. Mm. Awesome. Thank you. That was, that sparked a lot. Um, Okay. Yeah. I want to riff on that. Um, 
Okay, I'll, I'll start with what that has me think in my experience is, so yeah, like maybe four or five years ago is when I first started getting really into men's work. And I was learning a lot about intimacy and was, I think I was just ultimately in this question of what does it mean to be a man? And I, in retrospect, I noticed all of the men's work events I went to, ostensibly they were saying that you should be about, have balanced masculine and feminine, but the men who were leading it were these just like masculine beasts. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't led by androgynous men or men who were very fluid or floaty. It was men who were, had insanely deep young and were claiming that like, um, that the, the goal is balance. And I'm not dissing on that because like, I think people should pursue whatever type of cultivation of their being that they want. But I guess I was just coming in touch with like all of the role models I had for what it meant to be a man were incredibly young heavy and weren't so androgynous. Um, and then I started working at a sex shop in Seattle and it was a gay kinky sex shop and it opened up so fucking much in my experience of meeting people just all across the map with all kinds of experiences. And, uh, I'll just keep rolling. This might be a little long, but, um, this is where it's going. Yeah. And when I was there, I started just buying a bunch of different clothes to express my sexuality. And I was just kind of finding my sexual aesthetic. And as I was buying more clothes, I started realizing that there was different sexual personas that the clothes were making. And one of them was like very um, dark and shadowy and very masculine and feminine. And one of these characters that I discovered in myself wasn't just feminine, but really felt at that time like a woman. And that was really um, challenging for me because it had me question like, what the fuck is gender? If I've identified as a man my whole life and now I'm discovering I have a person in me who is a woman that's what kind of ripped open the question for me of what is gender and I've been diving into it pretty headfirst for a few years since then and I guess what I want to put in here is I guess in I'll say in my perspective uh, gender is you is a unique journey that everyone's on and I don't think anyone's gender should look like anything other than they want it to look like and for a lot of people it does mean being man a, ma- a masculine man or a feminine man or a woman or whatever. But for me, what I've discovered is I have a belief that sexually uh, we're all queer and we put labels on top of that to help us identify. And I think labels are useful, but ultimately I think we're all these incredibly loose, fluid sexual beings whose sexuality cannot be contained. And I also have a belief that literally any two people can find a sexual connection with each other. I think it's possible. In the same way that like we all have a sense of humor, any two people can find humor and play with each other. It's just a channel of expression. I think sexuality works the same way. And like, yes, we have preferences or fetishes or whatever, but like, I think sexuality is just a type of expression that you can connect with other people on. And I think we're all these incredibly queer free beings and we use different labels such as straight or pansexual or gay or kinky or queer or whatever to help us orient. But underneath it all, I think we're all this complex web of sexuality and i think the same thing about gender i think gender is just where all of this like each person i believe is this incredibly diverse landscape of different energies and we use words to help us orient man woman non-binary whatever uh but i think that you can actually like look underneath the words and peel back the labels of man and woman and start to question like what is actually underneath that um i'll I'll pause here and throw it back to you but the last thing i want to say is like the inquiry of what does it mean to be a man um, has taken me so deep 
And essentially what's happened is every idea I have of what it means to be a man, I honestly think it's all societally inherited. I have not been Mm -hmm. able to find any inherent definition or sense of what it means to be a man. Everything to me that feels like manhood is something uh, outwardly put in. And every time I look at it and touch it, it like dissolves in front of my eyes. And that's where I'm at in my inquiry. And I recognize everyone's at a different, is exploring something different with gender, but that's, that's what's alive for me right now. Um, Okay. I'll pause there. Mm. Mm, Yeah. I super resonate with that. Like, that sentiment around, yeah, that everything seems external because it's been the same as me with like looking Mm. into femininity and like what what even is a woman then, Mm. (laughs) you know, when I take away all all of the conditioning. And the thing is we can never really know, like they've done plenty of studies and stuff to show that ever since a baby we're starting to be conditioned with gender. Like if, you know, Mm. if they know it's a male baby and it's crying then and they ask like, why is it crying? They'll be like, oh, he must be cranky. But then if it's a girl then it's like, oh, she must be sad or upset. So it's like impossible for us to really know like what um, our gender would be without conditioning because it comes at us from Mm. every direction ever since we were born. Um, But it's a beautiful inquiry. And, you know, I found like, you know, I've loved doing women's work and I found that doing women's work Mm -hmm. is an important thing as someone born into the body Mm -hmm. of a woman living in a world of patriarchy uh, to start to like have spaces with other female body people and talk about what it is to be a woman in this world and connecting with my pussy and my womb and my menstrual blood and all this kind of stuff. It's super valuable. And it's not to say that, yeah, we shouldn't have, you know, men's circles and women's circles and we should just fuck that off. I mean, like you, you're conditioned around your gender. So you kind of need to do work around gender with people from uh, that gender. But I think if we get too lost in it. And um, yeah, and also I I had similar sentiments of some of the women's circles and women's events I'd go to would be really amazing and liberating. But some of them, it was just like, oh, we're all going to be such girls now and do such girl Mm. things. And um, yeah, we would just feel a little bit like, no, this isn't, you know, me or what I want to do right now. And I feel kind of like it's, just a bit conditioned or whatever um but yeah it's still such an important um space to to open up but um yeah but then to also have spaces to come together and I think you know I've I've loved seeing more and more like men's and women's co-healing circles and spaces for for all genders and and that's why like when I run um self-pleasure courses and sacred sexuality like I always just do all gender and I think it's really beautiful to start bringing it together and you know actually like a lot of sacred sexuality practices that are usually given to the men, like the women could really use this, like they, they need this work and same vice versa. Like, you know, the, the typical like feminine practices, like, like breast massage, like a lot of men get so much out of doing breast massage, but then it gets like sectioned off into like, Oh, this is for this. This is for that. Um, when really we can all get a lot out of, um, all of this cause we have it all within us and, yeah, it's just, um, you know, I started, yeah, the the inquiry and realizing that I was kind of non-binary, um, like, the year before last year, I think. And it was just, yeah, like, starting to realize, like, actually, yeah, like, I 
you know, I'm happy that I'm in the body of a woman and I'm comfortable with that. And I, I am a woman, but I'm also well beyond that. I'm also a multidimensional being of consciousness and infinity that is beyond what any like label or definition can put in. Um, and I think that, yeah, like it's a very freeing thing and lets you, um, yeah, be your full expression uh, when you can just surrender into that infinite, uh, you know, queer vortex of, uh, you know, going beyond labels and identities and, yeah, come home to yourself in whatever form that is. Mm. I like that term, infinite queer vortex. (laughs) Fun party to go to. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'll just share two things that came up when you're talking. One is, um, yeah, one is I, I also think men's work and women's work is important. And I still engage in men's work, uh, even though I don't identify as a man. But the fact of the matter is I was cultured as a man. And from the day I was born, you know, my parents, because I had a penis, my parents paint, painted my room blue and gave me action figures instead of Barbies. And on some level, like everywhere in society encouraged me to, I guess that's the thing that I've really come to appreciate is depending on the genitalia of a child, like they are put on a path towards one future or the other future. And I'm no exception to that. I was raised as a boy. And so that's why I think men's work is very useful to just gather with other people who were cultured as a man and untangle like what is ours and isn't ours. Uh, what was given to me from the outside, from this patriarchal society we live in. Uh, and I think just disentangling that with other people who had a similar experience is super valuable. So I guess that's all I wanted to say. And um, yeah, I guess I'm, uh, I am feeling like a, the energy I feel I'm uh, cresting and I'm totally mm-hmm. game to, if you have more, but I just wanted to name that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I feel it's like mm-hmm. starting to land. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, so I guess then the the other question was, you know, thing that we wanted to talk mm-hmm. to is just the alternatives to using uh, masculine yeah. and feminine. And I, I was just reminded as well of a comment on someone else's post that was around a similar topic where they were saying like, what's actually happened in the polarity world that creates all this confusion is that like people have yeah kind of just interchangeably used different words of like masculine feminine yin yang shiva shakti um and all these different concepts that are polarities but are all slightly different flavors like that the flavor of uh, yin and yang can't actually be uh, use as like Shiva and Shakti and Shiva and Shakti definitely yeah. can't be used as masculine feminine because you know Shiva is the container of awareness and the all pervasiveness of being which is kind of an internal thing and then Shakti is all of creational energy and is more of an mm. external so if anything Shiva would be yin and Shakti right. would be yang um, so it, I always find it interesting when that happens and then Hmm. you know masculine and feminine is more uh the jungian archetypal like you know when you look in general at men and women and this is like the kind of womanly traits that you see archetypally um expanding you know when you look at a large group and there's like the the general flavor of it um then you know that 
that's that. So it's kind of, yeah, I mean, for me personally, what I, what I use and like, when I'm talking to people about stuff, then I might say like, oh yeah, like um, what is considered to be masculine? Like, uh, you know, these kind of traits or these kind of practices that are considered to be masculine. And I like kind of having that like considered to be as a Mm. kind of disclaimer of just like planting that little seed of like, just because it's considered to be masculine doesn't mean that it's actually male-like or relevant for all men but you know that you can talk about this energy in a way that's not dogmatic and not saying Mm. like it is masculine or it is feminine Um, or otherwise I just try to be a bit more specific like when people come to me and they're like oh I want to get in touch with my feminine and I'm like okay well like what does feminine mean to you what are the Mm. actual traits what are the actual energies that you're working with do you you know when you say you want to be more feminine does it mean you want to be more wild and ecstatic Mm. and sexual or does it mean you want to be more receptive and surrendered or does it mean relaxed and parasympathetic or like what do you actually mean because it you know male like female like masculine feminine it's like there's there's so much to it so I try to like move towards being more specific like what are we specifically talking about let's not just lump it under these huge umbrellas and let's like kind of get down to like the the specific energy um so i'm curious to hear what you feel about that or how you interact with this yeah i want to ask you a question before i respond too um so do you use any lumping term (laughs) it's kind of a gross sounding phrase do you use any lumping terminologies other than like what is considered masculine and what is considered feminine or do you only like describe the specific energy um, I mean, I still do like in, in my deep self worship course, for example, like we have a yin power, um, okay. module that's like specifically around yin energy. And like, I will sometimes talk about yin or yang or, um, Shiva or Shakti, like if it feels, um, relevant and given the context of what I mean by those words. But, yeah. um, yeah, I just find that sometimes it just can be too broad or there's too much misconceptions about what <laughs> those words even mean. Right. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll totally mm. acknowledge that. On also, my lighting is so bad. I I apologize if it's an uh, makes the viewing experience less pleasant. But um, I'll totally acknowledge that on this topic. I I feel like you have a way more nuanced perspective than me because I had it for the past few years. I had just started using yin and yang instead of mascu- uh, feminine masculine, and I it didn't feel right. It just was like the best words I had. And after mm. that. Um, post I made a few weeks ago that you and I were interacting with what I what what the comments really helped me realize was well yin and yang is kind of harmful and it's I mean it's it's inaccurate and messy in its own way because it's taking from some ancient cultural uh, philosophy that I don't really have a fucking clue about and so it's kind of fishy for me to be using those words um, when I don't really know where they came from and I don't have a thorough understanding of the distinction between yin, yang, masculine, feminine, shakti, shiva, whatever the hell other words. So I'll just, I'll totally admit, like, as far as the right language to use, I do not know. Um, I like that you use specific terminology. That's, I guess, the best thing I've come across. But I also do like the idea of having lumping terminology. So uh, I feel like in a bit of a limbo of, I don't like the options, but I don't know what better options are. Um, And Mm. Just the last thing I want to say, too, is about the words masculine and feminine, why they're particularly messy, I think, is because they don't just describe the energies we're talking about. But 
if I say feminine in our culture, it also means wearing makeup or wearing skirts or that we have this huge list of associations that have literally nothing to do with polarity energies. It's just cultural mm-hmm. associations. And so like if someone says you're acting masculine, like does that mean I'm acting um, young or directive or something? Does it mean, is it referring to my muscles or my facial hair or my, you know what I mean? It's like there's too many unrelated uh, uh, social constructions lumped in with those words. That's why I find them especially messy. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I guess we're curious and people can kind of comment um, and, you know, interact with this video if they're, you know, have their ideas and that's the thing we're not here to say that we you know we have the answer <laughs> and we're we're here with the answer you know it's just um to yeah speak to that because yeah i think there still can definitely be times when it's you know relevant and useful to use masculine or feminine and it's not saying that we should totally throw it out but yeah it's like how else can we uh, engage with this in a way that yeah is then more inclusive um, of people that are off the binary and rejecting the binary or um, you know people that just don't resonate with that that feel there is too much conditioning and stories and limitations to those realms and how can we get the medicine from these teachings and um, the yeah the helpful parts and the parts that move us towards liberation because essentially spirituality is supposed to be, you know, liberating us and freeing us rather than keeping us a cage. It's meant to help us be the full expression of ourselves. And, um, you know, I'm really passionate about that, you know, that I want people to be free from the limitations of society and the limitations that they put on themselves. Um, so yeah, I guess a lot of my frustration, um, with the way that the terms are being used is that it just feels like it creates more cages and more, um, yeah, more damage around that, more conditioning, more uh, Mm. shame around whatever might come up. Um, Yeah. Like, you know, a man wanting to surrender and let go and be um, juicy and orgasmic and then they shut that down because they're like, no, I want to be a masculine man because I want to, <laughs> you know, I want to be in my divine masculine. And if I go into that, then I'm being feminine and no one wants a feminine man. Like I need to be, you know, and they then they shut shut things down and they stop the flow of energy and eros and life force in them. Um, and I just think that's, yeah, like we've had enough of that for centuries and centuries mm-hmm. as people. And, you know, I, I, I love the queer movement because it's like, opening up to limitless possibilities. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I got for now. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. been lovely to chat with you. Is there anything else you wanted to say to finish up? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the thing I'll finish is echoing your sentiment that like, for me, this is an inquiry and it's a super open inquiry. Like, um, my views on this have changed so much over the years. I expect they'll change again. So I, I don't even really feel solid in where I'm at. Like I know it's going to change, uh, but I do feel like there's something. I guess I also don't want to be like loose with my footing either. Cause I think there is something I'm seeing in the, in the different tantric communities around these ideas of, and words of masculine and feminine that I honestly think are blind spots. 
And so while I am in an active inquiry, I also want to take a stand that I really believe there is something that I'm seeing that is um, that I actually don't think is helpful for helping people evolve. So I'm, I guess I hold this topic both very loosely and with my perspective open to being changed, but I do have conviction around it too. Um, so that's, all, that's what I wanted to say, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. And I mean, in, in the post comments um, from before that started this discussion, like there was definitely people that were harmed um, from masculine feminine terms. And I've definitely met a lot of people that have, you know, had it actively causing a lot of suffering. So it is um, definitely worth talking to and um, yeah, d- digging into and people questioning because, you know, Essentially, I'm sure no one wants to be causing harm and making people feel um, <laughs> shit about themselves or feel excluded. And, you know, there's such mm. a more move towards inclusivity these days and people, you know, wanting to have in their events that all genders are welcome. But then at the same time, they're still using uh, gendered language that creates separation. Mm. So, yeah, I think we need to transcend this and, uh, yeah, free people from these realms (laughs) yeah cool Cool. yeah i feel complete and i want to just uh appreciate your orientation towards um towards uh liberation i guess Uh, i appreciate Mm. that your explorations seem to be orbiting that desire and uh it feels good to be in the orbit so thanks for sharing with me yeah, and thanks for saying yes to having a chat with me about this, uh, helping me get past my resistance around talking on this subject publicly. <laughs> it's yeah. been nice to just get to bounce off someone else rather than um, take a stand alone in it. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.